Welcome to the Center Point Pentecostal Church Podcast. We hope that this podcast finds you well and that you are ready for a life-changing message from one of our outstanding and anointed ministers. If you like this podcast, please be sure to give us a follow and a five-star review on your favorite podcasting app. Now let's get to today's message. All right, we're going to start in the book of Exodus chapter 3 and verse 4. Um, in the King James Version, and it says, And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called unto him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses, and he said, Here am I. We're going to turn to the book of Isaiah, chapter 6 and verse 8. And if you can... We're going to read this verse together, okay? Isaiah 6 and 8. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? And I said, Here am I. Send me. Before you're seated, let's just pray one more time. God, we thank you that you've met us here in this place. God, we thank you for the word that's about to go forth. We just pray, God, that you would touch our minds and our hearts, God, that you would just strengthen us through this word, that you would encourage us and empower us and lift us up, God, because we're here tonight to lift you up, Lord. It's all for you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. You can be seated. If I had to give this message a title, Sister Cindy said, what's your title? And I'm like, oh, I didn't really think about that. But if I had to give this message a title, it would be, here I am. Here I am. Just like we just read together. Here I am. So I wanted to start off tonight by making a confession to y'all. I just, I'm going to be real honest with y'all. It might be a little bit embarrassing, but it's okay. If you need to judge me, it's fine. But maybe it's true about you too. I get really, really nervous talking on the phone, like really nervous. And uh, I was telling a coworker about that the other day, and she shared with me, I get nervous about talking on the phone too. And it's like, I don't, I kind of like can't explain it, but when I look down at my phone and I'm like, oh, what's that, you know, what's that buzzing sound? And it's somebody calling me, like it could be anybody. It could be Sister Ann. It could be my mother, like my mother, doesn't matter. I'm like, oh. Like, I freeze up, and that is crazy. Like, it's crazy. I know. It's crazy. But, like, here's the thing. I love face-to-face conversations. Like, I could sit down and talk to you forever, like, in person. But it's just something about looking down at that screen and seeing that somebody is calling me, and it's like, I can't take it. I get so nervous, and, like, my heart starts to beat fast, and it's like my hands are sweaty. And, like, it's, it's a really real thing. Like, it sounds crazy. I know it does. Because it is. So you can imagine as a teacher who has to communicate a lot with, like, parents and families for all different reasons. Like, I'm on the other end of the phone, and I'm like, I don't want to talk to you right now. Like, It's it's too much. Like, I I get so nervous. So, of course, I research this because I'm like, maybe it's just me. Maybe this is just a weird thing. But when my coworker said she also suffered from that as well, I'm like, there's got to be something Something to this. Because I'm like, it can't be just us. So here I go down my little rabbit hole. And I found that there's actually a documented and diagnosable type of anxiety disorder that they call telephonophobia. It's a real thing. 
As crazy as it is, it has a crazy word to go with it. And there's research that shows there are two main groups of people who are most likely to suffer for this, suffer from this. And those are millennials. So if you were born between the years 1981 and 1996, that is you. Or what they call Gen Generation Z or Gen Z. If you were born between 1997 and 2012. So if you were born before 1980, you're good. If you were born after 2012, sorry, Jackson and Easton, you're not, you're not okay. <laughs> you, well, maybe you are okay. They might have some, well, anyway. So telephonophobia, it's a thing. It's defined as a social phobia. And it's quite literally, I saw this in like bold print, and I said, hmm, okay. A fear of being called. So one site that I found went into like all this deep detail about like what could cause this, what could make this happen. And it said things like performance anxiety. This is where a person feels that they have to perform or put on a show and they just, they dread that feeling of rejection or any kind of negative judgment that could come from that. Um, it also stated someone could be experiencing something in their life at the present time to make them feel like they need to kind of withdraw from communication with others. And it went on and on and on. There were so many things that could contribute to this. And then it went on to list ways to help you overcome this fear. The number one way to overcome this thing is repeated exposure and practice. So things like watching other people and how they receive and answer calls could help you build up your own confidence. And I said, oh, okay. Another recommendation, and I like this one, was put a smile on your face. Because there's lots of evidence to back this one up. Smiling can actually trick your brain into making endorphins. So if I have any like medical people, you know endorphins are those happy hormones. And endorphins can make you feel happier even if you're not really happy. And when you feel happy, you can relax and then you can just focus on whatever task are at hand. So I'm still stuck in this rabbit hole and I found this other study that said those who claim to deal with telephonophobia, you'll never forget that word after tonight, they are actually not antisocial people. They're not just people. That's not the case at all, actually. These people claim that they've often felt fearful in these types of unknown situations because they've come to dread the thought that the person on the other end of the phone might ask them to do something and they won't want to do whatever that thing is that's being asked of them. So I want you to just kind of think about that for a second because I'm sure that most of these people didn't just wake up one day and decide, you know what, starting today, I'm not, I'm not answering any more phone calls. Like, I don't want to talk to anybody because I'm not qualified to answer them. I'm not good enough to answer my phone. And if I just keep on ignoring them, eventually they're going to give up. And maybe they'll even, like, call somebody else. If I can't do the thing that they're definitely calling me to do, they'll just find somebody else to do it, right? So I'm reading about this, and I'm really kind of, like, processing this information. And I started to think of this fear in a more spiritual sense. And I really asked myself, how many times has God called me or tried to call me 
and I made myself unavailable. How many times have I allowed myself to feel unqualified or not good enough, not smart enough, not enough experience, not old enough, not young enough, not in church long enough, not talented enough, fill in the blank, the list could go on and on and on. But how many times have I ever talked, how have I ever self-talked myself out of being used by God because I didn't feel worthy of the call? He called me, but not me. Not me. How many times have I said, okay, Lord, I mean, yeah, here I am, but you think maybe you could send somebody else? So I began to pray, and honestly, I repented, and I just had to ask God to please forgive me for any of the times that I might have pushed away his mission for my life because I felt like I didn't have the ability he was looking for. And I looked at the story of Moses. I love Moses. There's so much to his story, and it's just so deep and so rich. So I said, let me go to Moses. Most of us know his story, but really quick, I'm just going to break it down for you a little bit, okay? So God gets the attention of Moses with a burning bush, okay? Not just a burning bush, but a burning bush that talks. So I want you to imagine for a second, like you walk out of the doors of the church, you're going home, and all of a sudden you turn to the left, and you're like, hey, that bush is on fire. And the bush, like, says your name. And that to me would be like, okay, this is clearly like something's going on here. Let me stop and pay attention and let me listen to this. And Moses, of course, is, you know, in a panic state. Um, but the Lord approaches him. He speaks to him. This is in Exodus chapter 3, verse 7 and 10. I'm not going to read it all for time's sake. But basically the Lord tells him a few things. He says, I've seen the oppression of my people who are trapped in Egypt. I've heard their cries. I know they're suffering. So, Moses, here I am. I'm coming with the intention to rescue them and send them to a new homeland. And then he finishes with this. And Moses, you are the man for the job. That sounds awesome, right? I can just picture Moses being like, yes. God wants to use me to save his people. These people are my friends. They're my family. Of course, like, I'm ready. Let's go. When can we start? Right? Wrong. Verse 11 says that Moses protested. He says, who am I to appear before Pharaoh? Who am I to lead these people out of Egypt? So you back up a little bit. Years before this encounter, Moses tried to deliver the Israelites and he ended up kind of like accidentally offing somebody. Like he, he murdered somebody. And the people, of course, rejected him. So he was living in the wilderness. Like he was a reject. He was not part of these people anymore. They were still his people, but they did, they did not accept him. So Moses was like, um, Lord, uh, -uh no, I think you got this one wrong. And of course, I mean... We think the Lord probably just shrugged his shoulders and said, well, okay. I mean, I guess if you don't want to do it, that's fine. N no, of course not. Verse 12, the very next verse, God simply says, I will be with you. He tells Moses, I don't care about all those other things. Everything that took place before this moment is of no concern to me. I'm not giving this job to anyone else because you're the one I'll be with. 
God hasn't called you, sir or ma'am, based off of what you can do. He knows what you can do. He knows what I can do. He's the one that made us and all of the things that we can do. But his calling on your life is because of who he is, not because of who you are. He knows who you are, and he still calls you. Amen? Amen. But guess what, y'all, for real? Moses still doesn't get it. Verse 13, Moses protests again, and he says, If I go to these people and I tell them, the God of our ancestors has sent me to you, they're going to ask me, okay, well, what's his name? So then what would I tell them? God speaks, and if, if I had to say that this would be maybe like a modern-day mic drop, okay, God says, I am who I am. What stands out to me here is that God doesn't answer him with a proper noun. He doesn't give him a name. He doesn't say, I'm the Lord. He doesn't say, I'm God. He answers with a verb. He identifies himself through his action. And this isn't the name that others have ever called him, but this is what God is calling himself. I am who I am. And this still isn't enough for Moses. At this point, I'm frustrated with Moses because I'm like, God is calling you. He's speaking to you, and you're still saying no. So seven more verses after this, Moses is in this power struggle with the Lord, and he's just given all these reasons why he shouldn't be the one. He was too broken to accept the power of God's presence that would be with him. Because he was so convinced that God got it wrong. He had so little belief in anything God could do through him because he'd been broken. He'd been hurt. He'd been wounded. He'd been through some stuff. He remembered what it was like back then. And he's, he's totally shut down. Doesn't want it at all. He was not living the life he dreamed for himself. But he was comfortable. He's in the middle of nowhere, tending to sheep. Nobody bothers him. He's not bothering anybody. Maybe he thinks he's too old to start something new. When he was younger, maybe he could have made a difference. That time has passed. And still, still through all of this, God tells Moses in Exodus chapter 4, Verses 11 and 12, I made your mouth. I'm the one who decides who gets to speak and who doesn't get to speak. Who gets to hear and who doesn't get to hear. Who sees and who doesn't get to see. Now, go. I will be with you and I will give you the words to speak. So if that's not plain enough, I want you to think about it like this. God says, I made you the way you are. No, it's not going to be easy. And I know that, but nothing of value is ever going to be easy. So right now, what I need you to do is stop wasting time. Let's go. Take my hand. Trust me because we're going to do this together. And as I read this, my mind immediately went to um, Matthew eleven twenty-eight through 30. Come to me. Take my yoke. Find rest for your soul. Because my yoke is easy and my burden is light.
God will never, never call you to do something without providing you with everything you need to complete the work. Never. So often, we ourselves get into that sort of power struggle with God. God is saying, do this, and we're saying, not me, somebody else. And God says, no, it's you. And you're like, no, not me. I don't want to. We feel like we're not capable of doing anything great for him. And guess what? We're not. I'm not. You're not. Because all by myself, I am nothing. I am physically, mentally not capable to handle a challenge by myself. And what's even better than that is I don't have to be. He never intended for me to be. I don't want to be, and that's a good thing because he tells me I don't have to. He never intended for you to be able to do it on your own. He just needs us to be available. He needs us to say yes. So right now, maybe you're asking yourself, does this even pertain to me? Have I been called? That's a very easy answer. The answer is yes. The fact that you are here on this earth today, making the choice to live for him is all the sign you need. The fact that you're here on a Wednesday night after you worked all day and you're tired is all the sign that he needs that you are available. God, here I am. I could be at home in the bed or I could be at home just having some quiet time because today wore me out. But Lord, here I am. So what does he want me to do? The answer is simple. He wants you to say yes. He wants your availability. I don't know what your specific calling might be. But I do know that whatever it is, it's going to be right outside your comfort zone. Right outside that little place where you're like, oh, I don't know if I can do that because I'm comfortable back here. He wants you to just take that one little tiny step boop, right outside of it. Maybe your calling means traveling to another country to spread the gospel. Maybe your calling means going up to a coworker and telling them, hey, you've been through some things. I know that. I see that. But I just wanted to let you know that God loves you, and I'm here if you ever need to talk. Maybe your calling is reaching out to a relative you haven't spoken to in a while and saying, you know what? We might not always see eye to eye. We might not be on the best terms all the time, but I just want to let you know I still love you. That's a, that's a ministry. Maybe your calling means stepping out of your comfort zone and teaching a Sunday school class. Now, if, if pastor were here, I would have heard amen to that. <laughs> Lord, yes, I want to teach Sunday school. Somebody, yes. Maybe your calling is a testimony to share with somebody who is desperate for a reminder that God really can do anything. Sister Mona, that is a calling for you. The testimonies that you share are so encouraging and empowering. And I love that you so openly share that with those because it makes me excited. Because I'm like, Lord, you did this in somebody's life. What can you do for me? What can you do for my friends? I love that. That's a ministry. It's a calling. Please don't ever stop. I love it so much. Because the thing about all of this is your calling is just that. It's yours. And it's God's. This is your signal right now. 
it's time to go. It's time to stop debating and stop being so caught up and wondering what you have to offer. Stop comparing your talents to what you see other people put on display. Your talents and their talents are not the same. And yes, our talents are certainly a gift from him, but the truth is he would much rather have availability than he wants ability. What you can do is nothing compared to just saying, Lord, I'm here. Take what I have. You made it. Use it. Have your way through me. Here I am. His anointing is going to be based on your willingness to be available. His anointing is based on your ability to surrender and say, God, I'm here. It's me right here. Here I am. Move in this place. Do what you have to do. And I make myself available through it all. I'm here. Use me. There's a, that old song says, Lord, if you can use anything, you can use me. And I think that's a, it's not so much saying, God, I know that you can use any old thing. You can use this bottle of water. You can use this tambourine. You can use anything. But here I am. I have hands. I have feet. I have a mouth. I have a brain. I have a voice. I'm a, I can use it for you. Here I am. Send me, please. I'm ready. I don't need another sign. I don't need another blessing. Lord, I don't need a favor. I don't need you to do anything for me. I just want you. I just want you to have your way. I just want your presence to be known. Make it known through me. Thank you for listening to today's message. We pray that it changes and impacts your life for days to come. If you would like to connect with us further, give us a like on Facebook at facebook.com slash Centerpoint Pentecostal Church, or just search Centerpoint Pentecostal Church on Facebook. If you would like to join one of our services in person, the service times and address are in the podcast description. Thank you and God bless, and we hope to see you on the next episode.